You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Hey, do you guys love how my voice still sounds like this? I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, pretty great. About five weeks that you've been on this? Yes. Shane is entering his Tom Waits phase of his career. Um, Hey, can I tell you guys something real quick? Do. Wait. So this is our holiday mixtape show, and we'll talk about it after the after the theme music a little bit more. Our second annual, um, but biannual, I believe it is biannual. Yeah, we yeah, skipped we, last year. We skipped last year. <laughs> oh, I thought we did it last year. Oh, we did it. We probably talked about it last year. Oh yeah. Anyway. Okay, fine. It's yeah. a biannual music show. We Odd do years it. only. Yes. Yes. So um, you know how like everybody has um, they have holiday traditions like movies. That you like to watch or like songs, like holiday music. Sure. So Skyler and I last night, we watched a movie that will, I think, be in our holiday um, pantheon. Your, your annual, like, you know, little family tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Logan. Have you guys seen that? No idea what that is. I yeah. saw I saw the we, first 15 we, minutes of it with the sound off at a right. bar. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, this is pretty good." Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a basically it's an X-Men Wolverine movie where people get stabbed in the heart with claws that come out. And That's why I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it's wonderfully bloody and um just you know, red is the is one of the Christmas colors. Yeah. It's, oh well, it's sure. In right green, in it's green, right in the in, vein. Of and green was the color that. of like my face, watching how bloody the movie was. <laughs> well, okay, on that topic, like the last time that we did this show, I believe you brought up Grandma got run over by a reindeer. I did. Reindeer. Right? Uh, did you say reindeer? I, I did say reindeer. Yeah, and, uh, but uh, reindeer. Well, apparently, and and I watched this like right. I did. Well, I attempted to watch it. I I couldn't get through it. But there's an animated feature about that song, and. It's geared towards like seven wait, and eight-year-olds. Can I ask you a question? When and why the fuck did you watch the animated well, feature of Grandma? Because we were doing this my... show tonight, and B, I know what that song. Yeah, but is. I did that song and two years ago. The curiosity got the best of me. I'm like, well, I gotta figure out what the fuck this is. And no, it's it's a cartoon Christmas show, like where like apparently Grandma goes missing and. Santa goes on trial and gets exonerated or something. I, I caught bits and pieces. It sounds but, amazing. Yeah, well, it twists. probably is if you're eight. Um, which same deal with that song. How are you equating Grandma got run over by a reindeer by the bloodiest, goriest, like not bloodiest and goriest movie I've ever seen, but just like disturbing violence? Well, this- Shane. If you cannot draw the correlations yourself, I don't think that we need to sit here. And I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Okay, listen. Let's do a show. I'm Shane. Ryan. I'm Kevin. And I'm Mark. Somebody likes it. So, uh, a quick question for you guys: anybody, anybody here in the room uh, playing Whamageddon this uh, holiday season? I have no idea what that is. Um, I I thought about playing it, but you know how much I love that song. <laughs> you know, the, here's the thing, though. So I it's played like it last Christmas. I played it. For, yes, yeah. Literally, what it is. I, I told I told Mark before we uh, before we started rolling that this story was kind of whimsical. I realize now 
It's a little whimsical. But, I loved. Uh, I knew yeah. you were. I knew you were reaching so. for that. Yeah, it's it really. Appearance. It's so sad. Anyway, the uh, but yeah, it's um, the way that you play Whamageddon is that you avoid hearing Wham's Last Christmas throughout the entire month of December, which is really hard to do. What is like, the what's the threshold that you have to cut off before you listen to it? Um, I would. I would if think, you just like, if you hear it out in public, yeah. If it, if you hear it at like all, even a snippet. I heard a cover yeah. of it on TV. Does that count? Uh, it's well, the song. It's I don't know. What do you I think, think? I think there's a certain amount of self policing involved. So the the interesting thing is like so so Lifehacker ran an article, and I'm not going to read it, but basically they yeah you know, the guy who wrote this piece is like today I spent an hour playing a game called Whamageddon, which is tragic since the game lasts almost a month, and then I was poking around on Facebook, and there's a whole Whamageddon. Uh, site or like page or whatever, and then there was a a battlefield report from 13 hours ago <laughs> that where wherein they mentioned that there is a public apology mentioned from a Danish national radio host after they wham assassinated a lot of their listeners by accident. Yeah, see, I was going to say that um, I am a huge fan of that song as all well as, as everyone in this room knows. Sure, and um, so I just myself like I committed wham. Again, suicide. I, I literally, I, I, I had a little bit of brandy and uh, probably listened to that song like six times in a row, like a couple of weeks ago. Like, yeah. Well, I figured that's the that's the way you got to play it too. Is if you lose, just but like also George George Michael like, died on Christmas Day last year. Oh, that's true. That was truly his maybe last that's Christmas. why. Maybe that's why. And, and so, you know, gave it, his heart. Hey, Kevin. Yeah, you want to tell everybody that why we're here? Today? Yeah, so okay, so here's the deal. Thanks, you guys. So um, this is our latest holiday mixtape show. And if you ever listen to another one of our mixtape shows, the way that they work is pretty straightforward. It's usually um, we each bring in a certain number of songs. We'll talk those up, and they're usually wrapped around a theme. This one happens to be the holidays, and our really our only rule for this one was that you know. Uh, if you can help it, try not to bring something that we covered the last time that we did the show. So my concern, I was telling Mark on the way up here, my concern was like, I wonder, I just wonder if there are enough good Christmas songs left after we've already done one of these shows for this, to, for another episode. I won't to necessarily make. call all of mine good. Well, <laughs> good is good is maybe the wrong word to use, but like neither yeah. would I. Noteworthy, fitting, like like stuff we could chat up. So I think we can do so. Yeah. Uh, with mine. So anyway, so so I'll I'll kick us off. Um, what do you got? I think. Uh, well, as I was I was looking through here, one of the things that I was I didn't remember whether we had had covered or not. And it turned out we hadn't. But I was like, how did we not? How did I not bring this up last time? And um, it is the this song has actually had a few names. Um, I have always kind of known it as uh, I wish it was Christmas today, and. And this is a this is a number that was originally conceived as a novelty song in the 2000 season of Saturday Night Live, and they played it two or three, like frankly, two or three times a year, and it was completely ridiculous. And featured a Casio keyboard and then a really kind of plunky uh, guitar from Horatio Sands, and then. Um, Julian oh, Casablanca uh, went and cut a, uh, a semi-serious version. So what I what I would like to do is just uh, for those of us here in the room, like play a, a snippet 
of the original SNL version so you guys can hear the source material such as it is. And then we'll play a little bit of the uh, Julian Casablancas of the strokes and then we'll, of the strokes, and then we'll talk about it. All right. Okay. SNL version of that song, which they played, I mean, we talked about in the intro, several times, like three times the first year, like 2000 season, they played that song, and they did it the very first time they played it, they did it again, or somebody else did it I the next they did week. It subsequent years after that, They too. did, well, yeah, overall it's been played, I don't know, six, seven times, but, um, but anyway, the point is, is like, all kinds of shit has changed about that, like, the title has changed several times, I think it was originally called Horatio's Christmas Treat. And then it was Seasons Greetings, and then it was Christmas is Number One, none of which is in that song. And then, uh, and then, you know, the way that it, it sounds like it, part of the way that it came to to be recognized as a now part of Julian Casablanca's repertoire is that when he put out his solo record, um, Phrases for the Young, this was a bonus track that sh- that popped up on iTunes. And so when he did a an appearance on Fallon's show, circa two thousand nine. Uh, they basically started with the Casio version of this, riffed into this, and the Roots played backup. So I don't have that version, but if you can find it out there, presumably on YouTube or, or I whatever. I love his version of yeah, it, like, and I also love theirs. Theirs is hilarious. Yeah, it's both. And ridiculous. And yeah. his is just pretty good because well, it, it's, it's Root. It's actually a pretty good song. Right. Yeah. Yeah, theirs is a lot of performance art. I mean, there's the the visual – what is what is Tracy Tracy almost said Tracy Jordan? What is Tracy Morgan even doing there? Nothing. He does yeah. nothing. And Chris Kattan only holds the uh, the keyboard <laughs> for Fallon. Yeah, he shakes his head but, back. Yeah, he, yeah, that's true. Shakes his head a little bit. But yeah, anyway, like the, the it's it is super silly, and it is one of those things. It's like I got I get such a charge out of it when it pops up, and I didn't know about the Casablanca version until I started uh, doing a little bit of research for this. So anyway, that's my first track is uh, whichever you want to call it. I'm going to call uh, call it I Wish It Was Christmas Today. Because that's what it says. That's what it says. And it's also in the lyrics. Also that. Shane, let I think me, you're uh, up. Let, yeah, let me roll the dice. Shane, you're next. All right. Hey, man, I have to say this. Like, I'm going to – okay, so my, my, my picks and the way that I pick them – is they're sort of in the order of a Shakespearean tragedy, and I'll explain in a second. However, I do want to say 
God damn, that's the best Stroke song I've never heard before. <laughs> it, so, it totally sounds like the Strokes, and not just I, because he's the singer from the Strokes. I love that record. That that his solo record, that solo record that came out in two thousand nine, sounds nothing like the Strokes. Yeah, that song sure as shit does, and it was fucking awesome. I'm like, and also, can we just please turn around and appreciate the way that his the C Julian. Casablanca's. Oh like, yeah, no, it's it is it's. Uh, there's a little bit of kitsch going on in that cover art. So I've I've sort of have planned my songs out in in sort of a Shakespearean tragedy, and um, oh, and, and it, 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 it's a loose, it's a loose. Okay. Um, but the everybody fir- dies in the third act. Everybody should die in the fourth act. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's the the even Santa after they sleep with their parents. Right, so in the so the first song that I have to say or that I'm pulling up is um, this is genuinely my absolute all time favorite Christmas song. Um, I just think it's a wonderful, wonderful piece of music. I was like Donald Trump there for a second. It's one wonderful, it's the most tremendous. Water, it's a tremendously, tremendously piece wonderful of Christmas piece of music, music you've ever heard. <laughs> it's the most tremendously wonderful piece of Christmas music. Um, Everybody's talking about it. Uh, some people are telling me it's the best Christmas song of all time. People are talking about this. Um, no, anyway, it's um, the Vince Guaraldi uh, Christmas Time is Here, Charlie Brown. Like That is a fantastic It is song. an amazing piece of music. It, there's only one caveat to that, and we'll talk about it afterward. But, Mark, can you roll it? So it's somewhat melancholy, but I, I never really saw it as melancholy before Wes Anderson used it in the Royal Tenenbaums, and then they used it on um, Arrested Development as like a wow oh, on, yeah. both, on both movies. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's Vince Giraldi? Like, I, yeah. was, I think of him as like the jazz guy. He is. Yeah. And that is jazz. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's cool jazz. Jazz inflected for sure. I think he did for the right. first like 12, I want to say 12 to 13 Charlie Brown specials, he did the music for them. And then he just uh, had a heart attack in his dressing room one night when he was getting dressed and like literally like fell over and died. And nobody knows him for anything other than Charlie Brown. Okay, this is going to sound like superfluous, but why does he have a dressing room if he's just writing music for shows? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, he was a jazz performer, you idiot. Okay, he was, he was actually going to perform a live show. Yeah, dude, he was a jazz performer. I said nobody knows him other than for, for Charlie Brown stuff. I'm going to need a dressing room and some, and some privacy. And I'm ready to write. And a number two. Number Get two out of here. This is how I work. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan breaking down the, the 
Yeah, I was that's... genuinely puzzled. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> great song, Shane. Yeah, it is a great yes, song. Yes, great song. Well, you know, the thing it's about It's a that, classic. It's a cl- it, it, it is, well, it should be. And the thing about that song is every it's one of those songs that every time you hear it, you're like, oh, it's like if you're hearing Christmas music and it's just being bombarded. I love Christmas. I, I, I love I'm sorry. To no, can I make can I make a quick point? I I do think that one thing that's interesting and part of the reason for the for the staying power of of Charlie Brown the you know the you know that ensemble whatever the that show is that um, is that they do introduce stuff like melancholy into the idea of the holiday season which for kids is like doesn't get talked about well that that was pretty depressing like that little clip there like it was so sad it's really sad yeah oh oh, let me tell you something that i i just read the other day um so in that that um half hour special came out in 1965 and up until that point, for about ten years, there have been this crazy interest in aluminum trees, and because the aluminum uh, Christmas tree is kind of the villain in that cartoon, but the little bitty like tree that he eventually gets, um, that cartoon single-handedly within five years killed the aluminum Christmas tree I market. Believe it. In every single Christmas, probably for the best. Yes, I agree. In every single, oh, they were catching houses on fire. But every single um, Christmas tree purveyor, as it were, um, had to have a little like Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Like for years afterward, that those were like the top sellers, like the little shitty ones. My my girlfriend right now actually has like the most pathetic looking little Christmas tree you've ever seen. I love this. Charlie Brown would love it. Yeah. And All right, Brad. Yeah. You're and next? actually, speaking of my girlfriend, she introduced me to this this year, and apparently it's a Christmas classic. It's also sort of insane and stupid but catchy uh but it's a song by gala Peavy, who i'd never previously heard of and it's called i want a hippopotamus for christmas there is a video so mark if you could pull that up that would be awesome Maybe the very definition of a novelty song. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the way that Kevin responded to that. Yeah. I, I think it's catchy. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm not it's... saying it's a bad song. I just, I do, it's not that I take umbrage with your previous statement. I'm just, I'm curious where that's a Christmas classic. Have well, you ever heard that it, song it, before? Uh, actually, I think I have heard it before. Have yeah, you? I think I, I, okay. think I have. I've never often, heard it before. But well, not often. And I would like I think, to just oh, go ahead, Mark. I was just going. I think it is. It it may be a Christmas classic, a little bit above and beyond our years. But uh, I would say, here, here's my issue. It's just dangerous. Like it just if if it happened, 
I think that she would change what, her what, mind. What, like getting a little a 10-year-old girl a hippopotamus for Christmas? Yeah. Could I mean, you know generally they, speaking. They, like, they, I logistically just, speaking, that sounds like it would be hard. It would be terrible. The hippopotamus is the most is the deadliest animal on the African continent year yeah. from year from year. Is that so, true? Yes, it is. They're mean. They kill more people than lions. Yeah, yeah but they're kind of cute. And they're vegetarian. Apparently koalas are really mean, too. <laughs> Not as mean as hippopotami. <laughs> However... Let me say this. Hippopotamus is this. That's what she says in the, in the yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, I, I just want to say this. Two things. Number one, that song is sort of like if you gave Sousa like a pint of rum. and uh, John Philip Sousa? Yeah, and spun yeah. him around and like had him write a song. Like I, I love that, that, that double bass and those little wood blocks. Oh, no. I loved it. The music was great. The song was great in general. But I will say it sounded like John Philip Sousa, like on on a mescaline maybe, and um, also Peyote bad uh, bad idea if you're going to indulge. You know what? If you're the kind of helicopter parent that gives your daughter a hippopotamus for Christmas, you deserve what you get. What a dead daughter! Yes. Yeah, and then and, you, and then and then yeah, then you still have the hippo. Like nobody wins in that situation. That is that is totally true. Well, let's not indulge our child's every whim. Yes, Mark. Okay, you're next. Um, so one of the things that that you guys uh, know about me is is I like to um, I like to always give a little bit of a nod to to our our fans overseas, and um, I've picked a couple of of, of tunes tonight that uh, are maybe not necessarily Christmas classics here. But uh, but definitely in in the UK these these have uh, these have held the, the test of time. The first one I want to start off with, uh, and you may not know that you know it, but you know it. Uh, this is a song by the band Slade, who we've covered in the past. We did uh, Run Run Away uh, by Slade. This is their their Christmas song, Merry didn't, Christmas, everybody. Uh, I was going to say, didn't they do like a Mama? We're all crazy now. No, they did. No, Come, they did we're not the other one that. Um, no, that's that's a Slade song. And um, and also they did a uh, come on feel the noise. Come on, come on feel, feel the, the noise. noise. Yeah. I know that's a Slade song. I didn't know that they did. Mama, we're all crazy. Mama, we're all crazy yeah. now. Yeah. All right. So, let's, let's. so this is their their uh, their Christmas hit. Uh, let's listen to to Slade. <laughs> Slade was a UK Christmas number one hit. They are sixth and final number one. What did you think, guys? Dude, that song rocks. I like it. I like yeah, it. it was a really good song. I had never heard it before. But and I'm a little bit of a sucker for that, like that a little bit of the that 70s era of uh, that that glam Glenny. hook. Oh yeah, no, totally. they're like they're like uh, first cousins of T Rex. Yeah, uh, and 
I'm a fan of that. I'm a yeah. I'm an easy mark for that. I'm a big fan of his sideburns, by the way. Whoa, the way they drape off his face. Yeah, he looked like like essentially like a Civil War reenactor. Well, he like, kind of look at him right now. He kind of looks like he's like Colonel Sanders with longer hair. Yeah. Well, no, apparently they did like three like essentially like live performance shoots for this, and in one of them, for some reason, some guy dressed like Ace Frehley is there. I don't. Oh yeah. For some reason, Kiss was like the fucking biggest well, I guess thing in the, the world time, at that point. Yeah. What year was this, Mark? Nineteen seventy-three. Okay. All right. I don't even know if Kiss was that popular at the time, but anyway, yeah. Sure enough. So apparently, they beat out uh, the the UK Christmas number one slot that year, December nineteen seventy-three, uh, by another Christmas theme song, "The Wizards." I wish it could be Christmas every day, which oh, has, yeah. has some similar themes to what we've already covered. Today. We all do. Yeah. So. Um, Anyway, yeah, wanna, I, I generally wanna... dig Slade. Like they didn't it's get pretty good song. They didn't get like a whole lot of success in the states. I think Run Run Away got a little play on uh, MTV. Yeah, you know but the thing the... I think is that I think in the U.S. it's they're kind of kitschy and maybe it's the glam rock thing, but um, I think they're taken a lot more seriously back in the U.K. I, I think that's definitely true. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, we are moving uh, on to round two. And Kevin, I believe Kevin, you're up next. You. Yeah, so we're going to watch a really substandard video of uh, the Billy uh, Squire Christmas number, Christmas is the Time to Say I Love You, which he played in uh, 1981. You had me at Billy Squire. Yeah, that's what I figured. So we'll do that here in just a second. Christmas is the time to say I love you. Squire bitches, yeah, that was the B side to My Kind of Lover when that was released. In I actually think that's a better song than My Kind of Lover. That yeah, was a pretty I damn good like song. Both of them, uh, man. Uh, so Shane didn't have MTV uh, at this era. This what nineteen eighty one? Yeah, 81. I didn't have MTV till like nineteen ninety one. Well, in I was fairness, just, uh, like, I was picking not, up. Go ahead. I mean, this is a, this is in the very very nascent stage of MTV. So. Yeah, so I was picking out. I'm like. Oh, hey, look, J.J. Jackson. Uh, there's uh, Martha the, Quinn. Martha, Martha Quinn, Quinn, who I had a big crush on. Lena, whatever her name uh, is. Lena Blackwell. Blackwell, yeah. I have uh, no idea who any of these people are. There, he was about. basically, like, there, so if you watch the video, and the video, video quality is terrible. Like, terrible, but awesome. <laughs> yes, like, everybody's, exactly. everybody's facial features are erased. It's, like, basically, like, somebody recorded that in 1981, left it in a hot trunk. Billy Squire found it when he was drunk one night and uploaded, uploaded it to, it to his, his website. website. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's totally true. But, yeah, basically, so it's a big, like, kind of mob of MTV employees, and the ones that are sitting directly behind Billy Squire, who's sitting, and they're all on, like, these bleachers or whatever, and he's sitting in front, and he's kind of encircled by most of the on-air talent of the time. So most of those people who they 
who ended, they ended up showing, singing along or whatever, that were sitting right behind him were VJs that would show up. And I watched a lot of that that channel back in the day. If so it's like not that is a if trip it's down memory lane. That dude yeah. Adam with like the flared like uh, oh, blonde um, hair with yeah, the yeah. black leather jacket. That's the only MTV VJ I I can remember. And I all. did not see him, but uh, no, no, I think he, he came was along. He not that spaced out blonde guy. I don't think he was. I don't no, think no, he was. came along like ten years later. Anyway, yeah, um, Martha Quinn uh, remembers that. That recording as uh, her n- number one moment when working for MTV, and I was like, "Really, Martha?" But they sure as hell look like they're having a great time. No, well, and it's like it's such classic Billy Squire, right? Like he does that prance around thing where it looks like he probably has to pee, and like there's too much snapping, like just all the shit that was all like, the classic Billy Squire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like he's a little, he has like a kind of like he looks like a little bit like a marionette, or like maybe his. His elbows are attached to his body. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, there, and he but, still had, like, but, a good five or six years in his career before Kenny Ortega ruined it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no, he seems happy. Yeah, there were no satin sheets in that video. Yeah, anyway. All right, Shane, what do you got for us next? I was trying to find the fourth song that I wanted to put on the show. And there's this, like, really shitty grocery store by my house that basically I only go to if... If it's late, I'm like, I want microwave popcorn or shit, I don't have black pepper. And so they play 50s and 60s music and it's horrible. Um, It's like all that stuff like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I saw the witch doctor, like all that shit I fucking hate. However, they switched over to Christmas music recently and I heard what might be, you know what? I'm just going to play it for you guys and, uh, and, and you can, um. You can make your own judgments. But I was sufficiently... I will tell you this. I stopped and listened to the whole goddamn song. I was like, this... For me personally, I've got to bring this to to the Newsom Brothers. So, anyway, it's called Surf and Santa by Lord Douglas Byron. Sloppy shirt to match, a snow white beard, and a candy striped hat. He rides on a thirst sleigh that's red and green. It's pulled by his reindeer, Jan and Dean. They call it Surf and Santa. Hanging ten frozen toes. Surf and Santa. He surfs everywhere he goes. He surfs over snow banks some 20 feet high. He doesn't surf. So remember how I talked about the last song like grudgingly had to admit that Billy Squire wrote an amazing Christmas song that's not how I feel about that is that. not a great Christmas song Good God it's yeah it's, it starts it's like a compilation album and it starts up at the top like Brenda a, Lee and Chuck it's Berry. Brenda Lee Chuck Berry in the moon glows and then it goes way. There's a precipitous nobody drop. else you've ever heard precipitous of. drop. And that dude, Lord Douglas Byron, um, was second to last. I would be amazed to hear what the person below him saying because that song is genuinely one of the worst songs I've ever heard that in my life. Kind of an affront. Well, it's just oh, like, stupid. Like it, it's just like a. Surf music's kind of popular. They cite both Jan and Dean and the, and Beach, the Beach Boys. Boys. No, his reindeer yeah. are named 
Jan and Dean. It's you know what? And also he's like he's like one of those shitty rappers that's like bum 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 bum. Well, then, it's called Surf and Santa, and it's not really a surf song either. Oh, no, no, but he talks about how Santa doesn't surf. He he hangs ten frozen toes. Get it? Mm. Yeah, but he also says Merry Christmas to all and to all a wipeout. And, like, wipeout's generally bad in surfing. Yeah, no, you kind of lost me at all of it. Yeah, no, he's just – they're just they're, <laughs> they're just throwing the old, like, the surf terms that they can. Like at Although the song Wipeout is good. Oh. Yeah, why don't we, why don't we just own, play that instead? It's, that's a, that's I think that's a great idea. Uh, I, I actually, Mark, do you want to go back? I actually yeah. would rather listen to Surf Santa than Wipeout. Like, oh, Wipeout! Yeah, I sound amazing. Yeah. Anyway, um, thanks, Shane, for that. Well, here, let, let, me, let me tell you one other thing about Surf Santa. Like, I, I don't know if you guys, like, picked up on how he's just explaining what Surf Santa is on that whole, on that whole thing. But he talks about how he wears like a red and green wetsuit, and um, I don't think Santa wears red and green. Anyway, it's just it's a brilliant song. I was so happy to have heard it and to have gotten to share that lost chestnut with you guys. Well, and the thing you got to remember is I might want to roast it on an open fire. Right? Um, yeah, but that's that's one that you could leave in the back of your hot car, and maybe it would sound better. Yeah. Like, that anyway. actually sounds like a fun idea. Like, I could, if I could find a vinyl version of it and warp it. Yeah. Anyway. Torture Ryan. My turn. It? Yeah. Um, all right. So, I don't know if you consider this a Christmas song or not, but it's from Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, which I just recently thought, I get, thought of again. Wait, did you say something about Jug Band? Have you never seen Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? No. It was... It came out in 1977. This it was, explains uh, so much about Shane. Yeah, it was yeah, a, it really, was an really early does. Muppet like long form. I have production. no idea what you're talking about. It's, it's actually really good, but there's a song on it. And so but I went it's back. Formative. And, it is. Yeah, dude, you owe it to yourself. If you want to like add a new holiday tradition, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas uh, should be part of that. I think you will find an emotional. Song I already added Logan to my Christmas canon, so. This will balance that out. There's a considerably less violence. Um, <laughs> I have but, no idea what you guys are talking about. All right, do you want to write? Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's from Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, and the song is called Barbecue. Christmas, but it is a Christmas special, and of the three or four songs that I went back and listened to, that was the one I enjoyed the most, but I'm amazed that you'd never heard of that, I've, that I have no idea what that was. I haven't seen the show in 
It's actually kind years. of disturbing. Like I don't think you could I don't think you could play that for kids right now because I was slightly frightened. And like the 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 beaver or otter that was playing the bass, like his hand, like there were like scabs on it, and it looked like it was frozen, like he had like fallen in the ice and it had frozen and like like decayed. It was very. Dis- it was actually kind I, of disturbing I not, for I me. Not notice that they looked like they were having fun to me. And I, I'm not sure that you can actually play a kazoo with beaver buck teeth. But you you may be right. There, there is a prominent. Uh, you may kazoo be solo. right. <laughs> uh, I love I love that that. Uh, that I literally have never that experienced that, that in my life. Well, the whole special is good. It was yeah. kind of disturbing. I don't know that I want to see any of the rest of it. I just remember a guy I worked with uh, at a restaurant in the 80s. Like, uh, He told me he played saxophone, which, of course, Shane doesn't love or whatever. And I was like... You know, I don't like it in pop songs. Yeah, well, anyway, like he he was telling me that like he wanted to join a band. And I was like, oh, you know, what are your influences? And he named off a couple of, like, you know, of course things. And then he goes, you know, and of course, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. And I, I thought that was a really good what? retort. <laughs> he was... He was uh, he was uh, riffing, but anyway, uh, I do want to go back and watch that whole show at some point. There was a big uh, write up on it. On, I believe it was Slate. Uh, yeah, I definitely have never heard of that before in my entire life. It's Mark, I believe you are up next. Thank you, sir. Uh, for my next round, I'm gonna I'm gonna head to uh, Australia, and I'm gonna do something uh, much much more modern. Uh, the artist known as Sia has recently released her own Christmas album. And uh, I listened to quite a few cuts off this album. And really, I actually really enjoy a lot of these songs. I think that there are some s- potential for some new Christmas uh, standards in there. Uh, but there is this one song that uh, I just had to pick because of the video. You know I like ca- ca- my cameos and my videos. And uh, and also because I can barely understand a word that she says in this. This is uh, this is a song. Does she have like facial features in this video? See ya. Uh, you, you'll get to enjoy the video here in a is second. She wearing Shane, like a, a nude-colored leotard. Yes, not at all, not at all. Uh, but this song is called uh, "Santa's Coming for Us." So uh, why don't we just play it for you? All your questions will be answered. <laughs> Uh, and I think you might actually enjoy it. Nights are getting short and our hearts are clear. Fills the air and Christmas cheer does too. Picking out your Christmas tree so The joy this time it brings to you. I thought that was a great song. Like, yeah, that, like that was video. Like, that's my favorite song that I've heard all night tonight. Yeah, like, no, that was really like, despite my 
any trepidation. I had. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't heard a, a ton of Sia songs, but I think it's my favorite so far. Well, yeah, she writes. She's the she writes all those songs. I mean, she's a writer. Like, and she did, she was doing like really cool things with the rhythm in that in that melody. Like really cool like internal hooks just with rhythm. I'm just um, used to like her interpretive dance. Weirdness. Yeah, I mean that shit is weird and it's kind of annoying. But I mean, once you get, it's sort of like Lady Gaga. She's got some good songs here and there, but once you get past the neat dress shit, you know. And I gotta tell you, this is probably of the songs I haven't heard the whole album, but of the songs that I've heard, which is five or six songs, this is my least favorite. Author. Really? Oh. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, song. I thought that song like, was great. I would, I will listen to that song. Um, so of course we had definitely JD again. Smooth. Appearing as no, the, Santa Claus. It is littered. It's littered with cameos. Yeah, like um, I don't know all of these people. I know Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard, well, Kristen, Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell, who and Jack Dax Shepard are actually married in real life, and that and she. That's the first thing I noticed. I was like, <laughs> this funny thing is like a homegirl can sing. Like, and so I was like, it is kind of funny that she's that she's uh, ghosting the lyrics of of this. True, see, true. But and of course, uh, as Ryan pointed out, the Fonz is there. Henry, Henry Winkler. Winkler. Yeah, um, uh, one of the kids from Stranger Things. Yeah, some. So yeah, some lots, of, lots of people in that video. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but but super cute and uh, upbeat and it's fun. It's a poppy little Christmas tune. One I haven't heard a thousand times before. Yeah, like it's re- hard to hit. In really the sweet enjoyable spot song. Spot. Like so. So next, we're uh, we're going to dial back the ears a little bit. I found an article on how uh, most Christmas songs aren't cool. I mean, I think we could all like we've been talking about that pretty much verbatim. But um, but one that shows up as a as an example of that is both the Christmas track and actually maintains a little bit of its street cred is. Um, uh, the band Low put out an EP, a Christmas EP, in 1999, and we're going to listen to a song called "Just Like Christmas." Minnesota, low, circa 1999 on the Cranky label, which I think is kind of funny. Um, they put out a, a, a record as a Christmas present to their fans, and that's this was one track. Of, this is the first track off of it. So I, I haven't heard a ton of low, um, but I'm pretty sure that's not necessarily indicative of the rest of their catalog. I don't think so. No, it, it, it actually is. I actually own several albums by them. Like, it, it's... Are they more upbeat than I think, and I've just been deceived by the name? No, I mean they. I think their 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 first, you know, few records like in the early '90s were definitely a lot more slowcore than that. But they they've gotten a little. They've definitely. They're. I mean, they're still There's around. More pep in their step. A little bit more. Yeah, that was I a mean, good song. I thought that was a great fucking song. That that just hit all my buttons though. Yeah, Female singer, a little bit slow, yeah. like. 
We're just profiling. The minor tonight. key. <laughs> oh, and by the way, can I get my favorite thing about Low? I like Low quite a bit. Um, yeah. But uh, the uh, so that's Mimi, the woman that sang the song. I can't remember her last name. She's, she sounds like a. Um, oh no, I'm blanking on it. Sorry, go Parker. Ahead. Mimi Parker. Yeah. Uh, you're you're thinking of Yola Tink. I, I was like, how, how are you getting into this band? Because they have like a like a lot of. Like, I think I've just somehow missed them. I know that I've heard a song or two, but I think it's from like the early stuff. She sounds like Amy Mann to me. Yeah, uh, she did sound like. I could Amy hear Mann. a little bit. Yeah, of I, I definitely could hear that. Alan Sparhawk is the main dude in this band, and every time I see his name, I'm like, that is like the greatest superhero name ever. I'm Alan Sparhawk. Yeah. That's pretty good. So yeah. Yeah, anyway, no, I, I thought that was a cool song. Damn, that song, like, that song was really good. Way better. She does sound like Amy Mann. I've never thought of that before. But, like, Amy Mann is one of those people that I appreciate her on paper, but I just don't really like her song. Dude, she's got several songs that There's just a, do it for me. Okay, well, we're not talking about you, are, are yeah, we? We're not. Or Amy Mann, for that okay. matter. Yeah, I guess, yeah, at the end of the day, we're not. No, um... Yeah, I I wish I liked Amy Man more than I did. I want to. So, I consistently try to. So let me. I'll I'll make this as quick as I can. That, so the the guy who wrote this piece on the fact that there are no cool Christmas songs, which is like I take umbrage with it, but not that much umbrage. Uh, he said, uh, he said there are four types of the alternative Christmas songs. Most of them, most of them great. All of them doomed to obscurity. There are those acts that decide that Little Drummer Boy had always been crying out for a bliptronic shoe jazz rendering. See the see the Cocteau Twins, Frosty the Snowman, or Goldfrapp's Winter Wonderland. There are those who pen an original ditty, often touted as a gift to fans, in the hope that it'll repeat the uh, cred, crimbo, one-off of the waitress's Christmas wrapping, only to find that they've tossed away a decent tune on a song they can only play until 1st of January, and then shamefully drop from the set, never to be mentioned again. Uh, anyone unpacking the killers at Great Big Sled from the back of the wardrobe along with their fiber optic mini tree this year thought not. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a cheeky piece, but the point is is well made that, like it's well Yeah, I'll, I'll like, agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the point is is like uh it is it is let me put it this way. It's a it's a pleasant surprise for me to hear like uh hear a track that just happens to be about Christmas that I haven't heard 17,000 times already and uh I'm anyway. with you on that. Shane, what do you have for us? Um, I can't believe that you personally didn't play the song before. Um, I fully expected Mark to give me a a big like a I couldn't remember um, like a big like red circle with a line through it. But um, Christmas and Hollis. Oh yeah, I thought you did pick that last time we did this show. I didn't. Has not been done. I guess just you and I have watched it around Yuletide season. We've watched it. That's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, Christmas and Hollis, man.
That's some good shit right there, man. Dude, I'm amazed. I thought for sure I picked that last time. No. We did this. I thought so, too. That's why I specifically told Mark if there's any duplication. But we have not watched that video before. I think we would I've remember. never seen that video before. We would definitely remember. I've heard the song a few times. We've listened to the song together. And, I think you're right about that. And I love Run DMC. And we recorded a Run DMC episode twice. That's, that's true. true. We did. That's true. <laughs> like the <laughs> same one. Yeah. A, a little a little piece of somebody likes it trivia there. Yeah, yeah. We, we went back into the garage and then re-recorded the same episode. Stim to Stern. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Anyway, Shane, yeah, nice call on this one. Um, it is, boy. Well, it's classic Run DMC. Yeah. Uh, like, what is this, like 1986, 87, something like that? I would say earlier than that, 84, 85. Could be. Anyway, great song, fun that video. Is, that is a good song, yeah. Yeah, and I also like that 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 Run is, is doing most of the rap at the beginning of it, like it's a DMC, like comes in Daryl comes in Daryl is is what I call him uh, DMC Daryl yeah, McDaniel well, yeah. yeah when we're hanging out like I call well, him he's the uh-huh. one who died right sorry I can't no. in the room oh, that, was that, was, that was J Master J that was yeah, J Master J okay yeah that was good stuff what do you got Ryan alright so this is as close as I'm going to get to a Christmas classic it's definitely one that everybody's heard but not necessarily by this artist the little German boy no we actually discuss, we did discuss that one last time but um this one definitely merits discussion for a couple of reasons, but it's Gwen Stefani's version of Santa Baby. Santa Baby, slip a sable under the tree for me. I've been an awful good girl, Santa Baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. I sent a baby a 54 convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear. I sent a baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Dude, so many things. Um, a, that was on the Today Show. Yeah, not a lot of people realize that that segment ended when uh, Matt Lauer chased her off stage. Yeah, right? Oh, that, yeah. that sounds about right. Because, <laughs> oh. That oh, put a, put yeah, a red that. shot in there, Mark. Yeah. But, right. like, for the, like the, the morning audience, I guess she changed uh, my to the... Um, which makes it slightly less salacious. Oh, sure. Yeah, I guess so, right? Um, from Santa. I don't know. Like, she, and oh, she was hurried down Christmas my... Well, no. There's still plenty of no. like, yeah. sexual innuendo. Like, right, yeah. Santa in it. But it's one of the two songs that people think of every year. Of Like, like why is why is this a Christmas classic? Uh, what's the other one? Oh, it's uh, Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh yeah, the date rape uh, Christmas yeah. song. Yeah, but right. you know what? That's the funny thing about the date rape song is that it was it was actually written by a husband and wife duo, and they used to perform it together for 
for parties. I bet, I'll bet I've heard that song for like 35 years. Like there was a Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep uh, movie that like they sang it to each other or something, and I didn't think of it as salacious. But at I just all. I just think of it if if you know the context. For 15 years, this this husband and wife songwriting duo, they would just only bring it out for parties, and then they were convinced to sell that song um, that they wrote, and it was funny when it, you know. Yeah, I, don't, I had no idea, but now it's super popular and super creepy. So Gwen Stefani's put out a, a Christmas album, is that right too? So this, uh, this you isn't got the me only on one. Everybody's putting out Christmas albums. Yeah, these days. I would not be at I all just, surprised. She I is a shit singer, though. Can, can we all like admit this? That? I'm I'm not. You know, I'm not a huge fan, but she just can't sing. I'm not saying I she... don't know. I I don't think that this was really a good song to like showcase any kind of vocal talent. But I, to, I that's what I said before. She's got that that kind of like cooer, like you know, like she coos. That's coos. what you mean. She Cooer-y. does better with faster paced material too. I think. Well, bit. yeah, I genuinely love Hollaback Girl, and yeah. like I know we talked about that before to. on the show. I know. Um, I guess she's yelling. I guess in that my song point was that if there are other Christmas songs on there, I you know I don't know if this would be my pick off of an album of Christmas songs for her to it, sing. There's for no, me, there's no it makes sense. No, no knowing her like background and what her catalog is, that song makes like it's a no brainer for me that that's that's the I, one I, she I, thought I, to when do. When I was doing research for this show, I basically just wanted to play. That song, and I wanted to find like a fun version of it. What is, who's next? I'm next. All right. And as I mentioned at the top, uh, or at least my first, uh, my first round, uh, I I do have a little bit of a love for the the UK music scene when it comes to uh, to glam rock and uh, especially glam rockers doing Christmas songs. So my last one was Slade. We, that was a 1973 Christmas number one. Right. We're going to go one year into the future from there. The 1974 Christmas number one uh, in the UK was uh, by a band called Mud. And uh, this, is, <laughs> this is a song called uh, Lonely This Christmas uh, in which they do their best Elvis uh, crooning imp- impersonation. So uh, I'll let you guys listen to it and then get your thoughts on it. How about that? All right. things about that video mark but if i had to pick one visual thing that i appreciated the most it was that dude wearing one wind chime on his ear with with his shirt like with his shirt and his nipple like out on one side and then there's like a dude that you know what there's it's 
It's impossible. What was that Nicolas Cage movie where it had all the uh, Elvis impersonators? Uh, and it was the Flying Leave Elvis. Las Vegas. Vegas. Leave yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah. No, 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 no. The other one. The Wait, one that's something funny. Something else about Las Vegas. Late. Uh, but anyway, uh, that is endlessly fascinating. Apparently, this was a big deal band in England, and I've never fucking heard of them. That uh, that wind chime guy. I just I looked at him. I literally thought maybe it's not cool to be a rock star. Like it. Well, and the, and the lead singer looks like Ronnie Millsap, but with sight. Well, and and there was and, also and all, what he sounds like Elvis. Yeah, there were, and a little bit of Roy Orbison. Except there. the like, only thing some, is, okay, so he does sound like Roy Orbison too. Yeah. So the whole song, I almost started saying this like, darling, when you walked out on me on Christmas Day, and I was like, please have a talking part. <laughs> he had a talking part. So in the singing part, he was like, oh Christmas, and he's talking. He's like, oh darling, you walked out on me that day of Christmas. <laughs> he's cockney all of a sudden. <laughs> he's, he's like, all of a sudden, he has an English accent when he's talking. That's, his work of blimey in there. Yeah. It's all right, then, love. Just don't go out and take the tree with you, governor. <laughs> so, it's and, and then he goes, and that's why I had to say, oh, Christmas. Now, so, I think, dude, oh, go that ahead. song hit number <coughs> That was number one in 1974. That, that hit number one, is it a Christmas classic? No. Mark, will you explain the Christmas Day single thing? I don't know if I can really. I mean, okay, so just, every year they, there's like a yeah. there's they have there's a there's a there's a song. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Christmas song, but it usually is um, that on Christmas Day the whole country like pays attention to what song's going to be that song, the number one song. It's like a Christmas Day. Song. It's like UK Christmas game within the game, kind of. Yeah, kind yeah. Of, yeah kind it's of, hard, sure. you're right. It's yeah. hard to explain, but yeah, it is. It's hard to explain, but basically. You have your you have your top hits, but then you have a Christmas. You have a Christmas number one. Number one. It's just like what Which is different. If we had to pick other, one song like when, for like, this Blair year. Took on Oasis. Like no, 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 the no, no. It's specific for... about Christmas. It's yeah. like a, it's the it's the Christmas. What, what defines one. Christmas in the UK for this year? That's the Christmas number one. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. Boy, howdy! It was, All right, Kevin, how are you going to follow that? Well, this will be different. So last year. Around this time, um, Chance the Rapper put out uh, a track called Merry Christmas, Lil Mama. And this year, he followed it up, and Esquire wrote about it today. And they wrote about it really sort of in a mostly kind of politicized context, and I'm not going to go down that whole thing. But but suffice it to say that um, uh, I wanted to play the, the track that sort of started this uh the fact that he's done this last year and this year, and, and that was Merry Christmas, Little Mama. Merry Christmas, Little Mama. Yeah, yeah. 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 Merry Christmas, Little Mama. 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 Got a few more, you got a few more every day for like Christmas. You gifted to my mama, yeah. Christmas song makes scream. It's like the way that I sing. She don't tell me what you want, but I know just what you want, Chris. Miss told with your missus. I'm all that she missing. I'm my fan with my blood. I swear this Christmas. Mama house not a soul missing. Eating good, got big dishes. Get along, get along this. She text me with the Santa pictures. I say, Merry Christmas, little mama. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas, little mama. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas, little mama. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, 
You I mean, win. You win. <laughs> I mean, finish strong. That, uh, that, that, that song, like, split the difference between incredibly beautiful and one of the weirdest, funniest, <laughs> so confused, confusing <laughs> songs. Like, it comes in with that, like, really pretty Mellotron or whatever. It was pretty the whole song. Yeah. yeah. Part yeah, of it was. But, well, yeah. yeah, but there's but a bunch saying, of, like, like kind of scat rapping no, over it. And there's, it's, but it, that was one of the tr- truly the most bizarre songs I've heard in a long time. But... It was a great song the whole time. No, it's like, like I mean, and certainly, I don't think like if that song came on the radio, like, you're like, oh, I remember that. I'll listen to that again. That fucking weird ass song. I'm actually, like, I'm definitely with you on weird. I'm not sure if I think it's great. Um, <laughs> I think I don't. Brilliant. I don't know what that was. Like, <laughs> you don't have to know what it was, but the whole time, were were you not engaged? It wasn't. I was engaged. That is true. I I like how they went straight from talking about all he wants for Christmas is some. Tiggle biddies right into Happy Birthday Jesus. Happy right. Birthday Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they packed in a little bit? Got got a little bit of chipmunks in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that that was so. That's the Kanye West thing. When Kanye West first came up, in well, so he's like a he's a Kanye protege, right? I'm not. I I'm not entirely sure about I that. Think I think so. True. But they're both from Chicago. Um, when Kanye came up, what one of the things he he was he was a producer, and uh, one of the things he would do was would speed up voices to sound like chipmunks. So he was throwing in a little Kanye like a little influence. bit of everything for everybody in there, huh? I, yeah. Dude, so, well, and it's and to be fair, like so the the first rendering of this, and it sounds like the new like this new thing that just dropped this week is a remastering. And an addition of a bunch of other tracks. And it's like essentially a mixtape. Like it's a holiday mixtape. I don't know, so, but I'm going to be playing that song at fucking holiday parties uh, for the time being. Yeah, so, and the, and that's, a, it's a collaboration with R&B singer, um, I want to say Jeremy. Uh, yeah, so if we're if I'm if I'm butchering that, uh, write us that. Hey, message somebody, somebody correct us and we'll come yeah. back next week and. And scrub it and be issue an editorial retraction. Yes. It, yeah, but he but but Chance tweeted that the new the new album uh, is liberated and free. Download nineteen unedited bangers with all the curse words is what he what he put out there. So it's got, I don't got know some that, of those. that dude is talented as fuck, man. I love Fearless. listening to his music like, and he'll do anything, man. And he's fucking. I love Chance the Rapper, um, and he takes like tons of chances. That shit right there, like. It's bewildering, but at the end of the day, like if if it were on in the back of your, I it, was fascinated. I still, still don't know a, what I thought of it. It stills a good. <laughs> I know, but, but but go back and listen to it a few more times. It's like in the show because I know I will confusion. Um, okay, who's next, Shane? Yeah, so we're gonna go. Okay, so remember earlier today when I said that my list of songs might be Shakespearean, and I was starting with the overture. But let's look at it more like let's look at it more like Dante. And like levels of hell. And so so now we now we've descended. You're kind of not getting into the Christmas spirit, dude. Now now we've descended. Kevin, you guys have brought I, I wanna say this, and I mean this genuinely. I don't I don't you're 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 playing the last song, Ryan, but I wanna say like a lot of you guys have really brought it today. Like a lot of these songs were like I'm really impressed. Like it, it makes me. In, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Like I'm so proud of the people that I work with on the show. And you guys really 
did a deep dive and brought some fucking great songs tonight. It's and a, um, it's, it's a warm holiday scene. I'm serious, man. Dude, you're I'm, setting me up for failure, by the way. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, well, just this is just Thank how I, this is just how I, no, no, no. It's gonna. This is gonna sound like I'm lying to you in 30 seconds. Okay, but I'm not. I really mean this, man. And I, I, like, I'm. I'm just. I'm genuinely proud to be able to do the show with you guys. Um, and I. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. What is the song? <laughs> For the love of God and Jesus, oh, Ranger. It's, it's. Um. It's. So we all love Christmas carols. I'm sure. Um. And so. We all, we all know the 12 Days of Christmas, so I brought you the Redneck 12 Days of Christmas by Jeff Foxworthy, oh. and so please enjoy. Woo! Somebody done been to the Walmart. Man, this is the stuff I got for Christmas. Well, you cleaned up. What'd you get? Five Four big mud tires, three shotgun shells, two hunting dogs, and some parts to a Mustang GT. You fool, you got Jeff first 12 days to Christmas. I know that. I got it covered. Look over in the corner. That's yours, too? Yeah, 12 pack of Bud, 11 wrestling tickets, 10 of Copenhagen, 9 years probation, 8 table dancers, 7 packs of Red Man, 6 cans of Spam. The funniest thing I, I find about that is nothing. Well, bear with me for a second. That... YouTube video has the most views of any YouTube video we've seen all night by at least triple. All right. So, all right. I have a so, theory. remember earlier when I, I was ra- like, uh, remember earlier like Jeff Foxworthy is like secretly like Ray Stevens' son oh, or something? I was completely inspired by Ray Stevens. That's why I, I, I searched out uh, Jeff Foxworthy. But, but I'm telling you, this is foreshadowing. Remember earlier about how I told you the whole Dane Cook thing about how Skyler fell asleep because it wasn't funny? Because she was trying to save Kay. herself. This, room, this entire room while we were watching that Jeff Foxworthy Redneck 12 Days of Christmas was the quietest I have ever heard a room with the four of us in it at the same time. Other than when we watched Ray Stevens' The Streak. Oh, more so Possibly. than that. Yeah. At least at that time, like people are like, oh, God. And I, I actually think Jeff Foxworthy has moments of funny. Sure, this I did was too. not one of them. No, there was not. There was not a millisecond of funny in that video. Am I right? You're right. Uh, I'm with you on that. That's why I said we descended to the bottom because I think the lowest uh, level of hell is boredom. That's true. Like that's that's definitely like a, a moment. Because like, when you're where, when you're tortured, like your brain checks out at some point. You know, like. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be raising the. Um, oh, sorry. So earlier I was saying that Ryan was going to close this out. Uh, normally, producer Mark is not on the air, um, on not on the mic playing stuff, and he is going to actually close it out. But Ryan has got. So something. I, I actually outsource two of my selections tonight. And I, I double-checked them to make sure that they were... You double-checked them? Yes. I Just making sure... What do you mean you outsource them? You got a, you got a guy? He, <laughs> basically, he's I that have, fucking lazy <laughs> that he got somebody else to pick two songs for him. Right. No. I asked for suggestions. And actually, uh, the I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas, I was already shown like a little while back, well, and even before the Christmas season. And I, I genuinely enjoyed it. But... I thought we were recording last week, so like I asked a few of the ladies I work with, like, 
hey, do you have like Christmas songs that you think are particularly fun or whatever? And one of them wrote down several. So I looked up a few of them, and one of them is genuinely weird. And my girlfriend's apparently known about it for a long time, and it has an Italian thing going on, and she's of Italian extraction. And it's called Dominic the Donkey. And apparently it's a Christmas classic for a lot of people, but not me. Uh, there is a video, and it's fucking weird, but... Uh, All right, I, let's play it. Yeah. Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la la la, la 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 la, la la la. Santa's got a little friend, his name is Dominic, the cutest little donkey, you never see him kick. When Santa visits his paisans with Dominic, he'll be, because the reindeer cannot climb the hills of Italy. Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic. Dude, just lost his shit right now. Yeah. Dude, that shit was fucking funny. He combusted. <laughs> like, okay, well, I have, you know, obviously, I have, like, Bronchitis, but if I laugh, um, it makes it really, really bad. I couldn't look at that video because every time I like with that, even a oh, video. Oh, it's not even a video. It's a static donkey. I, that's why it's so goddamn funny. Christmas trees. <laughs> I don't know if you guys like that's a, some Tim and Eric awesome show shit. Just to have like a donkey, like with that. And there's like the like all the house. I don't know. Well, apparently, that song is a classic. To well, family, it is t- definitely a fucking classic in my house from now on. <laughs> Hopefully, I won't fucking die coughing thinking about it on the way home. It's got a there's there's a little bit of a Louis Prima bent to that. Uh, to so that. Louis Prima, if you mixed it with like some Italian singers from sure. the 50s. So, yeah, totally. So Special it was recorded by Lou Monti, and it was written by Ray Allen, Sam Salzberg, and Wander Morell. None of whom sound Italian to me, but uh, my girlfriend's family is originally from Sicily. And she's like, how do you not know this song? This is like, everybody knows this song. I'm like, no, I would remember. I am so glad I know this song now. Man, I like all I want to do is watch that video again. But I feel like if I did watch it again, like I'm, fl- it's sort of like if you had like like a heroin addict that's just playing with it, playing with it one more time, and they know, they know that they might this might be their last this might time. be the last one, but you can't stop. But you yourself. can't stop. That's how I feel about watching this video. Like I might, I might cough to death. And laugh at the same time watching that goddamn video with that fucking donkey with that. I think you might want to uh, like explore some more of of his catalog. Pepino. I thought you were going to say explore some more metaphors. Pepino the Italian like... mouse. Uh, let's see. Stop. Pepino's friend Pasquale. Basically, at this point, <laughs> producer Mark is. L- I feel like you're literally trying to kill me. Paul Revere's horse. But <coughs> stop, 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 stop. <laughs> so okay, I want to talk about the, the the deeper meaning of the song. Apparently, Dominic the donkey helps Santa Claus bring presents made in Brooklyn to children in Italy because the reindeer, uh, the reindeer stop, cannot stop. climb Italy's stop, hills. Stop it, stop, stop. That's it. Stop. 
It's it's like Look, Italy's version of Ke- fucking Kevin of Rudolph. Kevin is cracking his ass up, and I think it's ten times funnier than Kevin. Okay, I'm going to die if I continue to laugh this at this is, fucking thing. This we killed Shane tonight. Well, you didn't yet. Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. Well, we had a good run. Like, yeah. All right, so uh, so Mark, wind us up, put a bow on this. Okay, on this so thing. Uh, uh, this band did come up earlier uh, in the evening uh, in reference to uh, the just the um, the terrible state that Christmas songs are in as far as as pop musicians are concerned. This band actually uh, just this past year has said that it has gotten out of the Christmas song business. Uh, they 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 are known for uh, for releasing Christmas songs every year uh, to their fans. Uh, this was one uh, a few years back uh, that they did. The, the band is The Killers. Um, and the song that I want us to listen to is um, Don't Shoot Me, Santa. Oh, Santa. I've been waiting on you. That's funny, kid. Because I've been coming for you. Christmas tunes, but if I had to imagine, the Killers wrote a Christmas song. This is that what it would that be. that was like the Killers in Christmas distilled, like where it dripped out, yeah, like yeah, in yeah. absinthe or something. Like it was like peppermint flavored, like vodka. No, it was like perfect. Like it was like it's it like the Killers do that that thing where they like do Killers nog. Something? Like no 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 where they go off a half step to create tension. That's a very definitely sounds like a state. killer song, but they're definitely like having fun with it. Super funny around. video. I don't really like their music, but I've also kind of had like a. They've got like two songs that I really like, and uh, the rest that, of it that, I'm, just I'm like, not a soldier song. That was a good one. Yeah, like that. That I don't have soul, but I'm not yeah. a soldier. That yeah, one, that's yeah, a good that, song. That's a good song. It wasn't on that record. It was like a. Anyway, whatever. But I mean, but they have like it sound like a killer song. Um, but a lot of times, like we watch a lot of videos by bands that we like. And they have dumb as fuck videos that aren't funny. Um, that was was genuinely funny. Like that song was was a decent song. I thought that what and peculiar. Like I mean, you know. Like well, but we have peculiar senses of humor. That's true too. There was a lot of zany in that video. Yeah. Yeah. But, Hiding behind but, some okay, Christmas trees. So, but when you say zany, if you if you combine zany with bizarreness, like okay, the monkeys are a great example. Like the, I think the monkeys are pretty funny sometimes. Like sure, that was 
very funny. Like just like at the very end where the Santa Claus dude comes back and throws dirt on the puppet, like for no reason. Like, by the way, anyone that hasn't watched that video, please pay attention to the words that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> at the end, when the Santa Claus dude comes back and throws dirt on the puppet. All of these things happen. Uh, yes. Highly amusing video. Well, we, we got through it, dude. We did it. 16 tracks or so. My God, I hope of, the next time I talk to you guys that I'm not going to sound like this. Yeah. Let's well, hope, man. It's been, it's been a little bit of a run. I'm not making any promises because if I could, I'd make them to myself. Anyway, this was a, this was a fun exercise, and now I know why, we did, like, why it's a biannual thing right. at best. Like, right. it takes a little doing to, to get it, it all in there. It took me a little digging to come out with them, and I still had to outsource. But in any case, like, uh, I think I think it was fun. Yeah. Uh, Fine work. To hey, hey, Tan, frozen toes. Uh, damn right, man. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's get out of here. Until next time, I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. I'm Shane. And I'm Mark. This is Somebody Likes It. Boop, boop. Boop, 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 boop.